The FBI is charged with protecting the rights of all Americans, including their right to vote. While the responsibility to ensure a fair election process lies primarily at the state and local level, the FBI takes allegations of election-related violations of federal law seriously. The FBI investigates federal election crimes that generally fall into three categories, campaign finance crimes, voter ballot fraud, and civil rights violations. The FBI Washington Field Office works with our state and federal partners to engage with other law enforcement partners and provide resources about the FBI's role in elections.
What do you mean by semi-fascism, sir? You know what I mean. Chairman, earlier this week, the president referred to the MAGA, Make America Great Agenda, as almost like, quote, semi-fascism. You heard the president's inaugural address the same way I did. In that inaugural address, President Biden said we should not view each other as adversaries in this country, but as neighbors, and we should treat each other with dignity and respect. How does semi-fascism, as a label for the Republican Party, fit with that inaugural address? Well, the one thing that President Joe Biden has been has always been consistent. And he has always been somebody who does what my grandfather used to do, which is speak it plain.
What do you think about the president calling millions of Americans semi-fascist? 
Listen, he's got to express and be honest about what he feels in his heart and his soul. And I think that's probably exactly what he did. You know, Chuck, what's interesting about this when he, as you described, used the word semi-fascism to describe the MAGA philosophy this week. Let's go back to March when he was in Poland. He said of Vladimir Putin that he couldn't stay in power. And that became controversial. The White House, you know, backpedaled on that and walked that back. There's no backpedaling on this. It's clear that there's a more aggressive strategy. We talked about the way that they were handling the debate over student loans. Do you think he soft-pedaled it? Do you think someone said you should say fascism? And he said, I'm going to say When I spoke to Age, this wasn't a, this wasn't a teleprompter. Yeah. speech. This is what he's been thinking. They right. say he said it out loud. This was done not on camera. But it did, it fires up Democrats. It juices up the base because they want to see him be more aggressive on that. But it also does, you know, it does become problematic because, you know, this is here's, a guy who said he wanted to be a unifier. Here's my really a racist? No, I can't say that he is. I ain't never heard of him being racist prior to running, the, running for president. That's just me though. I mean, because any two ways you look at it, the man won his presidency without the black vote. What he need it for? What he need us for? Tell me what he need me for. He don't need me. But for some reason, he always get up on that stage talking about how low black unemployment is. He don't need to do that. He just do it. Because he legitimately cares. You never heard Obama get on stage talking about black unemployment. He couldn't. Because under his first two years with a Democratic Congress, it doubled. Black unemployment under Barack Obama doubled. How many of y'all know that? It doubled. It literally doubled. It went from 8% to 16%. How you get around that no media say nothing about that? But Donald Trump getting it to the lowest has ever been recorded. Like I said, he don't need us. He does not need the black vote. The black vote didn't put him in office. The black vote ain't going to take him out of office. But the fact that he gets up there on them stages every chance he get and tells us how we are doing because we, I ain't going to say that. We too crazy to realize it ourselves. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got to do that. 
He ain't, he ain't got to get up there when he was running for president. He didn't have to get out there talking about, um, what do you have to lose? Vote for me. He didn't have to do that. But he did. And we grateful that he did. You know, it's some smart folks out there that happen to be darker skinned like me. Mm-hmm. You just got to find them. See, a lot of them scared to say something because they scared somebody going to say something back to me. I'm a step. What's up? You got something said about Donald Trump? What? I ain't got no MAGA hat. My damn head too damn big to be trying to wear a MAGA hat. So I can't wear no MAGA hat I know where. But I got a MAGA sweater in there that I wear. I wore it to work. Nobody said nothing. I'm a big old bitch. They better not say nothing.
All of this trash left by illegal aliens breaking into our country. You can see right here they've moved one of the crossing locations to this point. And they know you can see right across there's Mexico, the reeds right across the water. It's knee deep. And they simply walk across, throw all their garbage, and walk up to the end of the wall. And then we like idiots, let them in. Just give you an idea of how many people a night are coming into our country illegally. That's their footsteps. And that's the end of the wall down there. And everywhere you look, more evidence of the sexual assaults that are occurring every single day because of the Democrats' open border policies.
Mr. Mayor, thank you. Wait, 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 wait. Before you walk down, we, we got raised in the same neighborhood in Greenridge, not far from two of the best little candy shops in the, in the, in the whole country. And I just wanted to let, I, they can't deny me. That's why I wanted them up here. As my mother, Jean Finnegan Biden from Greenridge would say, Please excuse my back when I'm speaking. I apologize. And by the way, you know one of the best things of all being president of the United States? Thank you. How are you, baby? How old are you? How old are you? Almost double figures. It's almost, we're almost near, we're almost in heaven. We're almost in Scranton. I used to be in the old days a pretty good athlete. And if someone was really big and tough, you say, I wouldn't screw with him if I had a sledgehammer. Well, I tell you what, Fetterman's a hell of a guy, a powerful voice for working people, and he's going to make a great United States senator. By the way, please sit down. I'm, I'm sorry. Please sit down. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I uh, thank you. But look, when I ran for president, I said I looked at the world the way I looked at it growing up in Scranton, and that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. If I can inter just interject for a moment, my deceased son, Bo, he was the attorney general of the state of Delaware. And what he used to do is go down in the east side, the what called the bucket, highest crime rate in the country. There's a place where I used to, I was the only white guy that worked as a lifeguard down in that area, in the east side. And you know where the, you can always tell where the best basketball in the state is, and the best basketball in the city is. It's where everybody shows up. And he walk up and bang in the window. So get out of the car, damn it, meet these people. I remember going on the east side in Wilmington in one of those old Victorian three-story apartment buildings and going up to see a woman whose name out she's passed away but won't mention her name now. And stand in that rotund, that, that part that stuck out around the building. And she'd say, Joey, I know. I know what's going on. They all plan it downstairs. I can hear them. But I'm afraid to tell anybody. Afraid to tell anybody. The gangs. And so I got her so that I got a phone number for the local cops. You got to know people. And we beat the NRA. We took them on and we beat the NRA straight up. <clears throat> I'm determined to ban assault weapons in this country. I have two shotguns at home. I can't. It's a long story, but I not oppose the guns. But I support the Second Amendment, and I support the Second Amendment. But the Second Amendment, as one of the most, one of the most conservative justices in history, Justice Scalia once wrote, like, quote, like most rights, the rights granted by the Second Amendment are not unlimited. Right now, you can't go out and buy an automatic weapon. You can't go out and buy a cannon. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. 
you need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. Folks, look, with COVID, what it's impacting, how it's impacting us. And on top of that, a child going to school, children see this on television. You know, we're living in a country awash with weapons of war. Weapons that weren't designed to hunt are designed to take on an enemy. That's what they were designed to do. What the hell's the matter with us? Oh, I'm not joking. Think about it. What are we doing? And by the way, how many... My dad used to love to hunt in the Poconos when we lived in Scranton. How many deer bear wearing Kevlar vests? Huh? Not a joke. For 10 years... Mass shootings were down 10 years in a row since I passed that legislation in 1994 as a a senator. There's a lot of states that don't allow you to purchase certain weapons in the state. They just cross the state line and go buy it next door. Bring it across the state line. Keep guns out. You know what the Mexicans are? Mexico, which has real problems causing us real problems. You know what their biggest complaint is? Can't we stop gun gun, gun trafficking across the southern border into Mexico? We can solve more gun crimes if we have the someone heading up, which we finally do. This organization is designed to track this kind of behavior. If you served your time, you shouldn't be designed. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be deprived of being able to if you've served it. You shouldn't be deprived of being able to get a Pell Grant to go to school. Did any of you think, even as old as I'm, you've ever been in an election where we talk about it's appropriate to use force, political violence in America? The MAGA Republicans in Congress defend the mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Defend them. You all saw it. And I sat down. It was in England. And I sat down for this three-day conference, and I said, America's back. And Macron... President of France turned to me and said, for how long? They made a discussion with Schmidt and all that. I mean, just for how long? And one of them said to me, imagine, Joe, if you turned on the television in Washington, D.C. and saw a mob of a thousand people storming down the hallways of the parliament, breaking down the doors, trying to overturn an outcome of election and killing several police officers in the meantime. Police lost their lives. One of the officers said it was worse than anything he had experienced in war in Iraq. There is not a single thing we can not do. Not a single thing. We the people. That's how our constitution starts, the declaration. We the people. That's who we are. And by the way, No one expects politics to be a patty cake. They sometimes get mean as hell. But the idea you turn on a television and see senior senators and congressmen saying, if such and such happens, there'll be blood in the street. Where the hell are we? Do me a favor. (laughs) Presumptuous me to say that. But think about doing me a favor. Elect that big old boy to be governor. Remember what used to be the criticism of Biden when I was running? 
Biden's too bipartisan. Biden has too many Republican friends. How many letters are in the alphabet? 24? Do you know how many seasons there are? 12. I don't know. 12? Yes. What language do the people in Idaho speak? Potato. Wait, what? What language? I don't know. The first thing that came to mind was potatoes. How many states make up the United States? Guess a number if you don't know. Five. Yes. What continent are we on right now? What continent? Uh, I think like North Africa. What's three times three times three? 18. Yes. How many cents are in one dollar? How many cents are on one dollar? Yeah. One, five, 10, 20, 30, 106. Yes. Do you know what country we gained our independence from? Mexico, right? No, no, that's so wrong. Russia, no. <laughs> I don't know. Give me a final guess. Canada, I don't know. Yes, do you know what year the U.S. was founded? 1827. Yes, the shape with four sides called. Uh, I don't know. I haven't had, I haven't done something with shapes since like fifth grade. Yeah, if you had a guess. I think, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't. All right, I know what like what shapes have four sides, but I don't know the name for it. Yes. Can you name three countries besides the USA? Alabama. That's one. New Mexico. Two. And Connecticut. Three. It's too easy for you. What is one quarter plus two dimes? One quarter plus. Two. How much money is that? That's sixty-five cents. Is it? 65 cents? Yes. Can you tell me what time this is? Okay, I know the long one is the hour. Yeah. So that's 10. Oh my God.
I'm <laughs> sorry.